SEO is AEO. Welcome to the show, Chris Simmons. <laughs> Hello. Like Lovely that. to meet you. You hadn't heard the song before. I hadn't heard the song. I always hear the snippets. So I hear the snippets of the podcast. I sort of skip the bits. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, so the beginning bit, I, I love that. Brilliant you can, stuff. You can do that anytime you like. We were talking about your beard last night. I love the beard and talking about uh, Greg Gifford and his beard. Yep. And your beard is bigger, but it's straggler. Yeah. It's in a it's in the build stage. The build stage. This so sounds like a website. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's going to be uh, it's going to be tidied up eventually, but it's uh, it's at the the messy stage right now. Yeah, I, yeah. I think it looks pretty cool. Oh. And your wife was saying that when you two got together, you didn't have a beard at all. At all, no. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she she didn't get what she paid for. Put it that way. <laughs> but yeah. she seemed perfectly happy. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> not that I want to dig no, into no, your private life. It's not. <laughs> but you were a lovely couple and, and you, 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 you were looking terribly happy together. So I, I yeah. assume she's happy with the beard. I'm pretty sure it's, it's just all the beard. It's all the beard. It's all the beard. Yeah. Should I grow one? Yeah. yeah I, well, you, no, because dogs will chase you. They think your head's on upside down. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know where that came from, but that was pretty good. All right. So uh, today we're going to be talking, you wanted to talk about crawl budget. And yeah. I said, this is something I know naff all about. So I'm really interested because yeah. it's kind of mysterious for me. Yeah. I mean, all I knew is you get the log files and you look where the robot's gone. Yeah. That's where it starts, yeah? Yeah. So, Off you go. Um, lots, uh, the robot has a finite amount of time on any website when it's crawling. We all also, have a finite amount of time. We all have a finite amount of time. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you can't find what you're looking for, the robot sure hasn't found it. Um, but because there's, you know, billion plus pages a day added to yeah. the web the robot can't cope with all of that and there's no. not enough bandwidth for it um so if you're making a site as crawl efficient as possible then you're helping the robot which is then in rewarding you in better uh, rankings for divisibility better indexing. So, yeah better indexing you're more likely to be indexed faster if yeah. you've got a better crawl and if you've got this big deep site yeah. with with loads and loads of for yeah. example town pages which yeah. strangely enough is one of the problems one of my clients has yeah. And the robot doesn't come to the pages yeah. often enough, which means we've got to... You make a change and you've got to wait ages. Yeah, or can't submit find them it. by hand, which yeah. is really boring. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we, we, we often start with um, the server log files and try and get about 90 days because you're supposed to rotate server log files now for GDPR um, rubbishness. Yeah, because uh, they've got IP addresses. Did you them. just say rubbishness? Yeah. Well, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll delete your details after this. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, you get about 90 days worth is probably enough. Um, what we tend to do is we will pull it out, run a run it through Screaming Frog uh, server log file analyzer. Oh, I've got I've got that. Yeah, it's don't know how to use it, but you want to try it? It's pretty <laughs> cool. Um, work out basically where the robot goes, uh, yeah. which are the most popular pages, and then you can kind of try and map that out um, against um, uh, against what the user's doing using Google Analytics. Mm. If those two things don't match. Yeah. Then, then you've probably got a problem. If your user's not going where the robot's going or vice versa, then there's something not quite right. Um, unless... I mean, you, you want the robot to go most often where the users go most often. You, that's what or you... where, where, or it, where the users come in from search it, it most often. It depends on what you're trying to do. Because if you're really okay. trying to do SEO, then technically you'd want the robot to go to all of your massive content pages that are evergreen and beautiful and, yeah. and really, really, really relevant. But actually you want your user to land on your money page, don't you? Yeah. So, but, you, sorry, wouldn't you map it to Search Console? 
in terms of uh, in impressions. The pages. So, so we get as much data as we possibly can. So server log file mapped yeah. to uh, Google Analytics, mapped to Search Console, okay. and then using, say, SEMrush or uh, SEO Monitor where the actual keyword rankings are as well. Mm. If you pull all that together, you can actually make a massive blended, um, it's beautiful spreadsheet, put it that way. Yeah. Uh, and, <laughs> if you uh, like that kind if of you, thing. If you, that's what gets, gets me out of bed. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, once you, once you build that, you know, okay, where are the traps? Where are the holes? Yeah. Where's the robot wasting its time? Where yeah. should the robot be spending its time? And is this correlative, uh, correlative to, to, to what, I, what I expected and what I want the user to do? Yeah, okay. And, and that's where you figure out where the robot holes you Yeah, I like to call them robot holes. Basically, it's traps. Traps that the robot falls into. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. So, yeah, it's, it's basically, you know, uh, um, if you, so we've got a client at the minute where they have, um, they sell lots of, um, uh, music instruments, and obviously with music oh, instruments. Oh, is it Toman? No. Oh, I, my <laughs> I dream yes. job would be working for Toman. So um, I, I can't say, but we we the, the oh, right, sorry. yeah no it's okay it's uh, it's one of those things isn't it? But yeah. they're they're relatively large music um, um, brand and I'm going through at the moment. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you later. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. Um, with instruments comes accessories and parts yeah. and spares and things like that, and they're primarily in the the, um, the woodwind side of, of things. So you've got like the reeds and the corks and the um, and the, we basically got there's an almost infinite yeah. amount of different ways you can find things, and because of the way yeah, they've so got their navigation, you end up with forward slash um, uh, saxophone, forward slash Yamaha, forward slash yeah. accessories, forward slash. Um, something, something else, and then you end up with the actual accessory, the product at the end is the thing that you want someone to buy. Mm. But when you look at the crawl map in, say, Sightbulb, for example, yeah. my God, it's a mess. It, the robot is, it, it, took, it took four days to finish a crawl, and it's only got 40,000 pages on the site. Oh, right, okay. Uh, so you use, uh, sorry, Screaming Frog for the log file analysis, but Sightbulb for the... Sightbulb should give you... A, if, if You if, don't use Screaming Frog for the, the crawling? No. Oh, right, okay. No. You prefer Sightbulb? Yeah. Okay. I, I, um, I, they've both got their merits. Yeah. Um, I, we tend to use uh, Screaming Frog a lot more for um, the typical kind of quick wins, um, on-page quick wins, technical stuff. Okay, yeah. Um, and light, light bulb for the more... S Sightbulb is, is my, my personal go-to for almost anything technical crawling related. Okay. Um, primarily, I mean, the, the, the crawl map thing is, is fantastic, but then you've got an awful lot of value out of the rest of that tool. And, mm. and then... I mean, try not to run Screaming Frog, Sightbulb, and Deep Crawl at the same time, because you're going to crush yourself. Yeah, you're going you're to have a phone call from the client saying everything's <laughs> the sky's falling in, uh, which has happened a few times. I'm sure lots oh, of right, SEOs yeah. have had these yeah. problems. Uh, you're trying to get a bit too handy, but um, yeah, once you know what the map of the site looks like for the robot mm. and what you think the map looks like for the user, you kind of know where you're where where the robot might be wasting its time or mm. getting caught in a in almost like a repetitive loop of I found this product or this this uh, this page several different times several different yeah. ways but not for a good reason not because I got good internal linking but because it's terribly put together yeah okay. um, once you know that once you know these these issues you can then work to to resolve them and the only way you can really do that is is the right kind of signposting go here don't go here follow this don't okay, follow no, this and the signposting is no follow no follow no index uh, no uh, yeah uh, there's loads of different ways so the, obviously the no follow of a link is, is the relatively obvious one mm. actually remove the bloody link yeah. <laughs> if, it, if, if it's not there for the user 
and it's not there for the robot, then it shouldn't be there anyway. If, if, yeah. the, if you put it there for the user, you would hope that the robot would follow it. So no following an internal link is for, you know, um, uh, for uh, internal sort of equity sculpting. Yeah, um, and, and uh, Google are saying that doesn't work. Yeah, well, they still follow the link. Yeah, but I mean the equity sculpt, st- yeah. sculpting. Well, they say is, it doesn't work, but then that's. But the you whole, think it but, does? Well, um, if you if you look at a, a website that has very little uh, internal linking, mm. and then you go through all, like all of their content that they've got, and you make relevant internal links from one point to another, it, how can it not work? Yeah. Because you're you're yeah. telling the search engine this piece of content, this body with this anchor pointing to this page is relevant and then you watch what happens you can mm. you can see things change no I mean, it seems make, logical yeah. that it would and the thing is with with almost any any science you'd make one change and then you'd wait and test and see mm. and if you make that one change you make the crawl more efficient and you leave it and you don't do anything else you'll see it change and most of the time it's the internal linking that makes a crawl budget pretty bad okay or conversely site speed okay and if your site is slow it's going to have a bad time. The robot, like I say, finite amount of time on a site. Yeah. But if you've got a really shitty time to first bite, yeah. How how many time to how many times, per, how many pages are going to have that shitty time to first bite of over a second? Yeah. But but doesn't also Google pull out, as it were, when it sees that things are getting slow, on the assumption that it's crashing your server? Yeah. So I mean, if you do yeah. have a shit. Time but, to first bite. So you'll get two pages crawled, and then, yeah. the, then the robot. It's gone. Oh, well, it's gone, oh no! I'm, I don't want to be uh, responsible for this. But um, I mean, yeah. But to be fair, if you've got like a one and a half second time to first bite, and you're not on the other side of the planet, then it's probably because you're paying one pound ninety nine to a, a shared server with another million websites yeah. on it. So. Oh, you've got a plug-in bloated WordPress. Yeah, I've seen that. Uh, Fifteen <laughs> um, page website with about four gigabyte database because there's a lot of leakage from the from the plugins just writing to the database oh, thousands, right, okay. thousands of times an hour irrelevant stuff and the database just couldn't handle it wow so, yeah okay just couldn't handle it <laughs> and 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 the site you're talking about the music site i mean i'm, yeah. I'm coming back to that because i'm a, sure. a musician a big music fan and and toman is my example I and mean, it's yeah. like kind of dreamland for musicians yeah i i know a musician actually went there and he was going to walk into their warehouse and it is dreamland for musicians yeah. um but that kind of the, the the multiple ways to get to things it's because we start off kind of saying i'm a guitar player and i want yeah. a, pe- a pedal and then I kind of think, what about this pedal? What about that pedal? And yep. then I want the, the strap. Yeah. And then I want, it, and, it, and, and that's kind of the curiosity of the, the, the enthusiast yeah. that makes but that if you necessary. Th- but if you think about the, uh, any user, any business, you, you're going to try and mirror your website to the audience, to mm. the right people. And that's fair enough. But if you've got 50 different ways of getting to the exact same thing, Mm. but the, the navigation is actually taking you to a completely different URL, which is duplicating a, oh, right, a, an okay. item or something like that. You know, take, take these things out and you then, would you walk into a store and if you found that pedal that you wanted in eight different places in the, in, in the store, would you you'd go to that section where you'd expect to find it? You'd think, ah, well, actually, I need this accessory or yeah. that to go with it. So it should follow a so, kind of logical pattern. Yeah, but isn't then the solution to, to sort out your navigation, rebuild your site? Yeah, but, but when you've don't. got, but what, but this is the trouble when you've got, you know, tens of thousands, like forty thousand pages and of, of real things, mm. and then a hundred thousand when you've crawled it. Yeah. Well, regardless of how much better the um, the crawl efficiency might be, removal of that many pages in 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 one big chunk is 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 going to affect visibility negatively for a short yeah. period of time. And how long do you want that that period of time to last? Yeah, and that, that's um, the thing so, is a lot of businesses can't afford yeah. 
to, to take that hit, yeah. even if it's only short, and yeah. then it, it, it yeah. comes back. It's, ki- it's kind of the, um, the analogy of um, if I run a bar and my ice machine breaks, mm. and it's £2,000 to buy a new ice machine, or for two years I can go out and spend £5 a day on a bag of ice, at some point you should have bought the bloody machine, yeah. but you don't because it's cheaper in the short term to keep spending. Yeah. So, and we're all defending our jobs in the short term. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if we if if we, we we sort of say this is what you really should be doing, it's not going to be it's going to be pretty painful for a mm. good six months or so. Well, no business that is you know, relatively sort of high volume, low margin is going to mm. be able to afford a massive hit like that. So yeah. you have to put your time and effort where else where, where where you can instead. And if you can do big, nice, quick wins in sight speed, but you can't change the internal structure, then you're helping a little bit. Yeah, and you're a big fan of sight speed, you were saying. Yeah, hugely, yeah. So we can segue into sight yeah. speed. I mean, uh, when, when you're looking at a site and you're saying, okay, we want to improve the sight speed to allow the crawler, not for the user, but for the crawler, what are the first things you can do? Um, so again, time to first bite is one of the, one of the easiest things. Okay. Um, but making, your, um, making the, 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 the sight code as lean as physically possible mm. makes an awful lot of sense because the robot can pass it a lot quicker. And if that's the case, then it's following the right link quicker. It's, following the right, it's rendering things a lot quicker. Mm. And you know, you know uh, Google come, uh, Googlebot comes to the site twice, once for the, uh, the HTML and the CSS, mm-hmm. and then it comes back and passes the, the, the JS. Well, if you've got a very JS heavy website yeah. and it all is rendered through JS, well, mm. what happens if, if in the first time it comes to the site to crawl and it's really slow mm. and it doesn't pass the JS, then well, you, you've then immediately bloated your, 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 your website and your crawl budget is, is nil. That's, no, so that's really interesting. I was talking to a couple of people on the bus on the way over here because we're at the Semrush yeah. uh, live in the middle of the countryside in, in the Czech Republic looking out. It's insane, isn't it? Uh, yeah, and it's absolutely beautiful, but that wasn't the point. No. <laughs> uh, it was an hour drive on the bus. Yeah. Um, we were talking about AngularJS and, mm. and React.js. Yeah. Um, and, and they were saying like, we, one, of, one of their worries is the crawl budget mm-hmm. uh, and so you, you deliver this tiny little page and then Google comes back the second time and does all the JavaScript yep. stuff dangerous can be all right go on do it right it won't you be. do it right uh, okay. so, so what uh, we, what's doing it right because well, they were discussing that yeah um, well what we tend to do is we'll use um, we'll use WordPress as your data warehouse so yep. you can still build a website and edit pages and content and things then we'll use um, uh, react or view um, through um, like Gatsby or something along those lines, uh, which will basically then build a static site, static pages. Yeah. So effectively, the robot doesn't need to pass any yeah. um, any JS at all in its first visit. There is a static page that it isn't rendered for the user so, every single time. Yeah. So you but, get around the problem that way. And you're saying give that to the robot and give uh, the J the Angular JS to, no, no, to no, the user. You give it to both of them. No, no so you, you you would build a static site. Okay. So then, uh, so rather than having like server side rendered type pages, where if you look in the source code, you see a, just a chunk of, of a JavaScript. Yeah. Um, you're actually using the JavaScript to build a yeah. static HTML page okay. for every single. And then you every, deliver it to everybody. Yeah. It's, I mean, if you think um, if you think of what a varnish cache is. Uh, on a on a, an nginx server a varnish cache basically go ahead go ahead sorry so, i'm looking really confused <laughs> varnish now so varnish cache is is uh it's basically um uh server level caching okay um it sits static and usually separate to the server but within the same stack and in effect it's um it's creating static resources for the site okay so if you have a wordpress website for example with lots of database queries mm. if they're regularly 
called for, then it will it will um, it will store the majority of the responses to that rather than having to recall that okay. that query yeah, yeah. every time. So if you if you think of what what I'm trying to suggest with the JavaScript and the static pages as the same principle as yeah. as, a, of a, as a varnish cache, you're effectively if you do varnish properly, you're actually building a static site anyway. Yeah. So build a static site using JavaScript, because then you can use WordPress as your, your backend and you can do what you like. And we just put um, the Optus uh, website live um, and technically, once the, once the after the first load, every single page loads in shy of less than the blink of an eye. So, so <laughs> 300, 300 milliseconds a, a is blink a blink. Of the, of the eye is already pretty short, but shy of a blink of an eye is even shorter. So, yeah, so um, 340 milliseconds is the average blink of an eye. Brilliant, um, really, is it? To, to, is that true, or are yeah, you just yeah, making no, this no. up? Oh, I right. had to look it up, because I was trying to, I, I needed something sort of brand-worthy to say. Um, but I looked it up, and, uh, and um, yeah, so 340 milliseconds is an average blink of an eye. And, um, and we've got most of those pages loading sometimes in 200 milliseconds. We've actually created some, uh, some JavaScript, which is deferred on load, but actually once mm. it finishes loading the page, that, that will then execute. And as, you, as your mouse hovers over a link, it mm. starts preloading. Okay. Uh, but as you're tapping on, the, on the, the phone screen or the tablet screen, it starts preloading. And that's, by the time your finger hovers over, um, your, your mouse hovers mm. over a link that's, and, and clicks, that's about 300 milliseconds. So it's instant? Yeah. And, but with the with the fingery with thing the finger, on the it de it detects the, the the depression, and as the depression happens, it starts preloading and takes it away, and that's usually about four hundred to seven hundred milliseconds. Really? Depending on, yeah. Are we slower at yeah. pressing with our fingers than yeah. we are at hovering and clicking? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. It's it, uh, I don't know who did the maths on that, but that's what that's what we worked out at. Um, but basically, if you say, for example, you've got a half a second time to first byte mm. on, on a tablet or a mobile, you can almost make that redundant for the user. So they feel like the page is loading much quicker. So it's the perception of speed, which is great for the user. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's all right. SEO is AEO. Thank you, Chris. I love that. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> no problem.